Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first-time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, Leanne Hughes. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you design fast, deliver strong without the stress. Hey, welcome to 2024. I know it's weird to say this. It's like the third week of January and I'm just kicking off the show again. Like I said in last year's episode, this podcast will continue, but not consistently. More about pop-up episodes from time to time. When I hear of someone doing some cool things in the world of workshops, I'll bring them on. These won't all be solo, but today's episode is a solo one. Really just sharing five ways that I'm using chat GPT to improve and enhance my design of workshop experiences and also the delivery as well. So this is a very practical and uh, really, I was going to say AI, but this is all based on ChatGPT, although there are other tools that you could possibly use in the AI world to do some of this work as well. I hope you've had a great start to the year and it's feeling a little bit different from last year, or is it just a continuation of the same? I mean, it really depends on what you're after. If you want to do more of the same, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted definitely some more main character energy leading into 2024. It's already sort of kicked off in quite a, quite a busy way in terms of delivery. I have been doing some great work in Melbourne on presentation skills. I contributed actually to a to the report that Session Lab is bringing out. So you'll see yours truly, just some commentary in that report. So that will be coming out, I think, in uh, just in the, later this week. So definitely worth looking at in terms of if you're a facilitator, there's, there's so much information in there in terms of reporting on the world of workshops, revenue streams, how people are making money, what type of workshops, how long workshops go for. Um, I also ran a two-hour workshop earlier this week for a great client in Brisbane called Powerlink. That was so much fun. And I just love the two-hour workshop format. I've got a red carpet experience continuing tomorrow um, with a wonderful consultant. And I think in last year's episode, I said I'd love to spend more time in corporate boxes at the sport and I'll be heading to one on Saturday. Plus, I'm doing a marathon. I've just started to train for one. So there we go. There's lots of lots of updates. Anyway, that aside, let's get into the episode and why we're here and why you're here is to maybe hear about some ways I'm using ChatGPT. Now, you might be doing these things already. Hopefully, there's one, one or two things that you haven't thought about in terms of incorporating. The reason I'm doing this episode is I posted an image in our Facebook group called The Flip Chart. So if you're not in there, I encourage you to join. And it was an image that I created for the two-hour workshop that I ran last week for a client. So I received a question from one of the participants in the group and they were saying, how do you, that's something I get really nervous before a session, so much so that they don't get the best night's sleep before they have to deliver a presentation or something important. So I had a few points around that. One of the main points I wanted to make was around where you shine the spotlight where you shine the spotlight. So where I've been burnt in the past in terms of sleep, <laughs> like having a crap sleep is when I have shone, I've shone the spotlight on myself. So as I'm going to sleep, I'm thinking, oh, I hope I don't stuff up tomorrow. I hope I do really well. I hope I, 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 me, 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 right? I'm shining the spotlight on myself. So what I've learned to do, and again, this comes back to that quote that Nene James shared in an episode I did with her quite a while ago, is if you stand in service, you won't be nervous. So really, I wanted to demonstrate the point of the value of shining the spotlight on the group, on the value, on the intention behind the workshop, on just like getting it off you and onto the other people in your room. You know, what, what are you actually there for? It's a mindset shift. So, and I wanted to display that. So I went into ChatGPT 
and I shared a prompt and it created two images for me. Two images, one is of a lady and she looks really nervous because the spotlight is on her. And the second image is of the same lady looking really ecstatic and really happy. And you can see that spotlight is being shone on someone else in her workshop. So in terms of specificity, um, one of my friends in the flip chart, Nicole, asked a question. She said, how did you, like, what prompt did you use to get that? And this whole thing around prompting is really important. I, you know, my dad and my brother are engineers. I've never even thought of myself as an engineer, but now I think I am a prompt engineer trying to get these, these great prompts to create what you want in ChatGPT. What a prompt is, it's, it's what you enter into ChatGPT to create something. So the better your questions, the better your prompts, the better result you'll get, right? So rather than saying, create an image that shows someone nervous in a workshop, you know, you have to be quite specific. So I just want to share the two prompts that I used to create these two images, just to give you an idea of of what these were. So I wrote, please, I always ask, (laughs) I always use please when I prompt chat GPT, I don't know, it's just a thing. All right, please create an image for me of an office worker. She's female in her forties. She's looking worried about an upcoming presentation and the spotlight is shining on her. I want you to convey that shining a spotlight on yourself is not a great idea. I want the scene to be bright and in a lively office type of setting. And then it came back with with the image and it looked pretty good, like, you know, pretty bright image. You can see it in the flip chart. I might even throw it in the show notes for this one. And then I needed to create the second image. So the image which shows the result that we're actually after. And for the second image, I wrote, you know, same things. So I just copied and pasted it and I changed a few things. Please create an image for me of an office worker, female in her 40s, and she's excited about an upcoming presentation. I also want a spotlight in it, and I want the spotlight on the other person at her meeting, not on her, to convey that she needs to shine the spotlight on them and their ideas. Make it a cartoon-type image with bright colors. And that's what it generated for me. So that was a prompt. Again, it's this is all about, you can't break ChatGPT, so it's just about refining it and getting better and playing with it and thinking around, you know, what type of style are you after? My presentation, like the slides in the background for the two-hour workshop blueprint are, I mean, if you've read the book, they're type of cartoony, that type of vibe, like light cartoony. And so that's the vibe that I was after. But you can do anything. Like you can say, you know, pick inspiration from your favorite artists. Think about the brand that you're trying to convey. Think about the, the company's brand that you're working with. So another example of how I've used image prompts. And by the way, to create images within ChatGPT, you do need to upgrade to their paid to the paid plan. I think it's ChatGPT Plus or ChatGPT4. So I think I pay like 20 or 25 US dollars a month to do that. If you don't have access to that, I think within Canva, with a paid subscription as well, perhaps, or maybe even for free, you can run AI prompts within Canva, canva canva.com to create great images as well. And so I ran a conference last year and I wanted a slide for the break time. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I like, kind of personalize? And I think this is the value of it, right? So it's a lot of the time in the past, we would search the internet for stock images and just wouldn't really nail what we were after. Now we're in the driver's seat and there's like unlimited opportunity. Now I think this might create, you might then start going, oh, wow, I can hyper-personalize this. So I'm going to spend even more time on it. And we, don't, we want to get away from the overthinking, but I'm just sharing this idea as more of a value add in case you do want to do, I'm not saying do this to every slide, just for certain things, right? So for the break, so for morning tea break, I wrote down, I want you to imagine there's 50 employees, they're 
because we were at a rugby club. They're at a rugby club outside. They're all wearing either orange or purple shirts. They're drinking coffee. They're really excited. There is a range of ages and races in the mix and they're all having great conversations. And so it created this image and it was awesome. Like it was just perfect. So I had on during the break and what was funny and then as people were coming back, this company had a few developers, well, a lot of developers in their, in their company. And they were at the front looking at the image, trying to spot all the problems, like all the spots where AI had got it wrong. You know, sometimes these AI generated images, like someone, a human will have like seven fingers or two heads, or there'll be some text in there that's all wrong. So they were all up there just like so engaged with the image. I thought, hey, that's another, like, that was a good engagement tool unintentionally. But you think, oh, could you do that as a, like, just have an image on during the break and get people to like spot what's wrong with it. Yeah, incorporate that into an activity, right? It's just, that was an organic way to do it, but really fun. So image generation is really powerful. And we can be very specific with what we're after and what tone we're after. The value is, I think, with my prompt on the spotlight example, remember how Simon Sinek talks about the power of why? I think it's important to communicate to ChatGPT the context and the purpose of what you're after, not only the detail, because you need the intention behind it. I want to convey this emotion. I want to convey this type of feeling. That is the power of it. So like what I said to chat GPT was, I want you to convey that it's important to shine the spotlight on other people. That makes you more excited, right? So that type of thing. So image creation, super fun. The next uh, number two is questions, questions that you can use. So a quick example, as part of this conference last year, I was hosting a panel with four of the general managers. And so what I put into ChatGPT was, hey, I'm hosting a panel interview with four general managers of this company. They will have their employees all there. And we want some really interesting questions, not only about work, but about their lives as well, that are suitable for a business work event. Can you give me a hundred questions? And yeah, and it gave me some, and then I just picked, obviously I don't, I don't grab them and just use them directly. I will think about which ones might work. I'll have a pool of questions and then bring that in. So it's just really great as a brainstorming buddy, but also let's just say you're talking about a topic. Let's keep it really broad. Let's just say I'm looking at my dog right here. So dog training. So you can say like, I'm, I'm hosting a workshop about dog training. What top 10 questions do you think people might have related to that? And also what are top 10 questions that I could ask the group as an icebreaker leading into the topic of dog training. You can have conversations go, I want these easy to answer, not hard to answer. I want these in a would you rather type of style. I want a question with different options as responses as opposed to being open-ended. Yeah, really have a lot of fun with it. So number two is using it as a prompt and a brainstorming buddy for questions that you have. Number three is kind of the extension to this in terms of workshop design. And I mentioned this in my book, The Two Hour Workshop Blueprint, and that is using ChatGPT as a brainstorming buddy for generating case studies. So I don't know about you, I love using case studies in workshops because it keeps it real. I mean, as real as you can. Ideally, you're using a real case study, like the group have nominated something that actually happens to them. Maybe you've got that pre-work. But let's say you're working in an industry, you're not too sure about it. You've heard some of the problems coming through. So you have an idea of the context and the situation, but you want to get like a case study written up quite quickly. I would then prompt ChatGPT with it and say, hey, I'm working with a finance team. They're having problems uh, like that. They've got a challenge with another department. Can you give me a scenario where they might need to initiate a meeting with someone at the other department and they want to influence the result? Now, give me 
five case studies on this and from the perspective of a and you can give them like a role or and the context of like the multinational and tell tell GPT the reason I want you to do this is because I want to generate a case study that's really valuable then it gives you a case study and you can say what are five debrief questions we can use off the back of this case study super powerful uh, and pretty awesome yeah I love case studies but just not having to write them and of course like I said just grab it some of the text it'll give you will be it's like this is as if I'd say that and so you can say like I mean sometimes I'll say can you write this in uh, the style of a first year university student can you write this as a 16 year old like just to simplify it sometimes it just brings in really kind of annoying professional corporate speak but then you can edit it or you can ask it to edit itself and then you can have maybe if you wanted to extend that you could say now can you give me a case study from the perspective of the head of department in the other team and what they're thinking leading into this conversation so you've got two perspectives and two case studies to play with so that's number three was generating case studies let's move to number four which is generating frameworks and of course this is the backbone of my book the two-hour workshop blueprint is creating like a three-part framework and using that to segment time within your workshops and give everyone a bit of focus and direction now a lot of people kind of think about frameworks and it kind of freaks them out like i have to create a framework this is part of what i suggest anyway when you're ideating a workshop is to just get out get your get your post-it notes out and start writing like a word or a topic or a theme and if you want you can just do this on a google doc and just like just empty out your mind of all things related to what you want to cover in your upcoming workshop like all the things you want to cover so you have like this bullet list of like different quotes and ideas and you know whatever is is emerging and you can upload that to chat gpt and say i want you to segment this into three different topics that would make sense in the context of a workshop so i want you to create a framework for me and it might come up in you know a linear framework or a process framework or a ingredient style framework like a venn diagram so you just say to it using what i've just pasted here can you please find the top three overarching themes or topics related to this and it will give you some ideas now that's great and that's probably where you need to stop and like okay perfect i can use this the other thing you can do this is where i kind of make it even more exciting is i'll say to chat gpt I want the framework to have alliteration. I want all three letters of these overarching topics to start with the same letter. So my, my booked out facilitator framework is, is content, connection and craft. So ChatGPT, you've given me like these three words. I want similar words that all start with the same letter. Off you go. Another one that I like to do is say, I want three words that rhyme and give you options. Now, again, we're limited by what actually rhymes in the world. ChatGPT can't just create new words for us, but it's a really great way of just extending it a little bit further and saying, and, and, and helping to create the memorability of your framework as well. So that's how I use it for creating frameworks. And again, I talk about the power of frameworks and how that can supercharge the speed of your workshop design in the book, The Two Hour Workshop Blueprint. The final one, which isn't that exciting, but I'm sure many of you are using it for this. In my book, I talk about building the buzz before your session like how do you get people there and one of the things I talk about is giving it a really kind of sexy title giving the workshop an attractive title so that it compels people to sign up like the power of language can really direct energy if I see a meeting and it's market research it's like oh my gosh but if someone's inviting me on a listening tour I feel a bit more excited like I'm going on tour (laughs) it's just a language shift nothing else has changed 
And so um, using ChatGPT as a source of inspiration for naming what your workshop is. And so to do that, you, again, you can use the same. So if you've got your framework and everything else, you've got your content, you just paste it in and go, what's a great title that someone in uh, who's really busy would drop everything to attend this type of session. Like give me 50 ideas, make sure it has this word on it, make sure it rhymes, make sure it's a transformation type of title, make it kind of clickbaity. Those are the types of prompts that you'd use. And I guess sometimes the test with this is this can, <laughs> chat GPT can be another source of procrastination as well. So at some point you kind of just, you have to make a decision. So what I tend to do is I'll, I'll scan through, see what I like very quickly, paste it into a Google Doc. Then I'll either print it or get on my iPad and step away from the computer, either sit in a couch and go through and highlight what I like. And sometimes I'll just make my own unique combination of titles to link things. Actually, a, a good prompt, I haven't tried this one. I just thought of it then is like, pretend you're the editor of the New York Times and you're designing the headline for this workshop. That would be a cool prompt. You might get something a bit different there. When you want something a bit different from what's standard, what's being fed back to you is by actually getting ChatGPT to take on an avatar or a character of someone that could do that job really well. Okay, so those are the five things that I shared very quickly and briefly just to give you some ideas on how to, I'm using AI in the context of design and delivery for workshops. So the first one was image creation. Wow, what a luxury we get to design like whatever we want now, including images for breaks that are based on company logos and company brand images, super fun. The second one was using it to prompt questions, questions for panel interviews, questions for debrief exercises, questions for icebreakers, that type of thing. The third one was for generating case studies. It's getting really specific and getting to the minds of what actually occurs in an X type of business or scenario planning. The fourth one was frameworks, so generating frameworks, just throwing in whatever you're discussing and getting it to turn that into a three-part or a five-part. doesn't matter what type of framework it is. And then if you want to take that next step, using alliteration or rhyming or something to make it unique. And then the fifth one was using it to give your workshops a killer title that makes it super attractive to attend. I'd love to know what you're using AI for. We've already started a conversation in the flip chart on that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you have any questions, reach out. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Or send me an email, hello at leannehughes.com. And if you're here because you found the book, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I would love you to review the book. I think I'm 15 reviews off 100 on amazon.com. So every review really helps. Thank you so much for supporting the show by listening. And hope you're having a great start to the year. Bye.